0: Welcome back guys to another episode of business from the bass boat on the serious angler network powered by X 2 power. And guys today I've got an exciting show lined up. This is someone I've been really intrigued to get on to uh, the business from the bass boat side of things, just to kind of talk about tournament fishing um, maybe some alternatives to just that top level touring professional and kind of decide what makes sense for you and where you want to take things as an angler and um so really that's what this show is going to be about today a couple other nuances but someone who has been making a, a big wave on youtube as well and has been uh, kicking a lot of guys butts in tournaments for a long time but uh, without further ado let's bring in todd castle what's going on todd hey what's going on man not too much just kind of in a little break here getting ready for icast and kind of a bunch of tournaments towards the end of the year but nothing uh nothing too crazy it's kind of nice to get caught up on get stuff done on the podcast and be at home a little bit
1: yeah no, i know that's uh that's what i've been doing a lot lately and like i said i mean i cast is a couple weeks out so it's it's coming up quick
0: mm-hmm. no doubt man yeah so you were we were talking a little bit before the show you've been just editing and cranking out stuff youtube wise i mean is that kind of what you're doing right now when's your next derby
1: right so yeah this is maybe my my um lightest, lightest tournament deals, uh, month. I mean, I actually don't have anything in July and, and really basically nothing in August. And, and I guess I could go fish some things if I wanted to. Um, I might get into that later on in the, in the show why I'm probably not, uh, which is not normally what I would do. Um, I'm getting a little older in the sense of, I, I used to have to do that. I don't have to do it as much. And I'm glad I don't have to do it as much with where we're at in the um, just this time, like not this time, but like in this day and age, it was a little bit easier a couple years ago. It's uh, it's not as good anymore to kind of they kind of do the route I used to go. Uh, so luckily I was in it at the right time. But I- I'll talk about more of that later.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. No, I get that. I think that'll that's a good uh, I mean, a good good current thing in your life to bring up just on how you've kind of viewed tournament fishing through the years and at least just my my outside uh understanding of what you do kind of through your videos of of what you explain um maybe a good way to start things off would be let's talk about your fishing career kind of summarized version of where it started for you and maybe some of the reasons where you decided to fish more of that regional level not to say that you may not ever go do something else but with your kind of mindset on fishing for a living in general
1: so um to me i didn't think like like way in the future right i i just was trying to figure out i mean i was in college and um just going to college working a lot and then fishing on weekends and, and I just wanted to ke- kind of keep fishing and that's all I did. And, and I mean, I fished through high school and there was no high school fishing. The college fishing was, I guess, around, um, I, I wouldn't have, I didn't do it. I didn't even think about doing it. Um, I was fishing against all the, what I would call grown-ups, adults when I was in high school and, and like 15 and 16, mm-hmm. that was the only thing we had. So we had to go fish against, If you want to go fish against anyone, it was all going to be usually adults. So I was just used to it. So we did pretty good back then. And I always used to, you know, I did. I think the first ever tournament I fished, we came in second. So, I mean, I always was just doing good growing up on Livingston Mm -hmm. and fishing around the house, uh, Lake Houston, Livingston, Conroe. And, you know, uh, somewhere in college, we had won a boat. But, I mean, even back then, it was when you. We didn't have any money. I always had to fish with people. I didn't have a boat. I had a little 14-foot washtaw for a couple of years. But, I mean, even in high school, I was walking the bank. So, you know, it it was always I I just had to bum a ride with someone. And I I guess I did it all the way up into pretty much college and a little bit after that is when I first got an old, 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 old old boat Mm -hmm. and got in some tournaments. But I was still fishing at that point in time, like 30 Thirty five tournaments a year. Wow. And I I just I mean, that's all I could afford. Well, eventually around, you know, after college or a little bit, I I started I basically just started fishing as much as I can. So I Mm -hmm. fished every single tournament that came to Raven or Toledo or anything kind of close. So for about I'd say for about eight years, I fished 40. I, I looked at it like 42 to 48 tournaments a year. So, I mean, there's only 52 weeks, right? And <laughs> and we, but we were doubling up on weekends. We were doubling up in the sense of sometimes there would be two tournaments in one day, or we'd fish a tournament on Saturday and then run somewhere and fish a tournament on Sunday. Oh. Uh, even when we started fishing the, they're now Toyotas. Mm-hmm. You know, if we didn't make the cut on Saturday, we'd go somewhere Saturday and fish a tournament. So it was, it was nonstop. Yeah. And uh, I, but I had to. I, that wasn't because I mean I loved it but i had to do that to to continually make money and so i looked at it as it was all financial i mean it was all it, it none of it i did everything because of of what made sense and if i could fish enough tournaments then even if i made 200 bucks that weekend that was my only income
0: yeah. for a
1: long long time was was just tournaments tournament winnings i think like 90 95 percent of my income was all tournament winnings i didn't have sponsors i had a little couple sponsors but no money helped so i just did that for for a long long time and even like in 2009 i fished my first opens and i qualified for the elites Mm -hmm. but i had a seven-year-old truck and like a 10-year-old boat that was broke down i had to borrow a boat my, my boat broke down pretty much on the second open, uh, or it broke down on Toledo, and then I had to borrow a boat to, just to get to the Base in the third one. So, um, and, and I did a video a couple uh, uh, weeks ago where I showed, when I first started fishing what were called the Everstarts or whatever, mm-hmm. that my placings were really bad in England of the year, up until we won another boat in 2010. Okay. In 2011 was my first year to ever win Angler of the Year, and since then it was almost all top tens in Angler of the Year. And mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, it's amazing. I always used to, the one of the worst things I ever heard, and Mike Iconelli, and, and and you know, bless his soul, he didn't know, but he was in that event, I, I believe, in the Bassmaster Open on Toledo Bend. And I, it's a long story, but basically everything. Everything broke down on me on that event. It it was a horrible practice of of breakdowns and, and stuff. And it was a long, long story. Well, anyways, I ended up hearing him say, you know, at this level, it all comes down to fishing ability. We all have the same equipment. Now, I think he was kind of talking about the elites.
0: Not the opens, but the elites. Okay. But
1: here's the deal. When I fished the opens, that open had more elites in it than any other open ever. (laughs) <laughs> so there was 208 guys, and I would say like 40 elite guys in there. So it did affect me. It, it I mean, it, it it did matter. Oh yeah. And so, so I was sitting here going, yeah, that's that's not always true. But I ended up coming in third in the event. So, long story short, I've I qualified for the elites. There was no way I was going to be able to go do it. I I wanted to, but mm-hmm. I, luckily I was. I say I was smart enough not to do it because. I wasn't ready fishing wise. I don't know, but financially no. And what I'll say about all that is, is, is I continually did all that. And then formed more relationships um, eventually went and fished the tour for two years, mm-hmm. which was a great deal. And I advise anyone who wants to go fish all that stuff. If it's paid for, if it's not paid for there's, you can, Go online. It's very easy. Just go look at everyone's angle of the year. And and it will show you all the money they make. Ah. And just subtract that from the entry fees. Do a little math in there about traveling. And you will see that it it is, uh, I'd say, 75% of the guys on there are breaking even or losing money. Mm. If you just don't put any sponsor dollars in there. So I've always just looked at it like that, that the reality of what they're selling isn't really reality unless you got a lot of money and you don't mind spending it on your own mm-hmm. and that gamble, that gamble is not worth it to me. Yeah. It never has been.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, no, that's a great point. I mean, just to to clarify what you're saying to have it paid for, I mean, are you saying as an angler, if you get to the point where you qualify for the tour or, or that, that high level and, Your sponsorship dollars are going to cover your entry fees, travel expenses. I mean, what threshold?
1: I'll just take entry fees.
0: Just the entry entry
1: fees alone Mm -hmm. would I'd probably still be. I might be fishing the tour right now if I just had entry fees paid for. And, and you know, that's probably what I would do. But even then, it's still, um, yeah about that. That that would probably that would be okay. But yeah. now you still have to be in the top probably 50. I
0: was going to say 160 I wonder or what that would be as far as you're making money point if you had your entry fees paid for. One thing that I really do like about the tour from the perspective of someone um like yourself or someone working a job is I mean really it's only six tournaments and then a championship each year. You know what I mean as far as and we're we're talking about the tour as in Major league fishing now, but what was the FLW tour?
1: Right, and and I would say, I would say that's kind of a problem. That's not mm-hmm. really a good thing, okay. to a degree, because yeah, you only have six chances plus the championship to make money. I mean, if you make the championship, you already made money. So yeah, like it. it so you still have to supplement other tournaments in there, which which is okay. Mm-hmm. But then you can't fish anything. So I can't fish almost anything regionally. It, or or back home once I fish the tour, so you have to look at that as that almost every team tournament um, doesn't allow me to fish back home if I fish. Oh, the tour. really? Okay. Yeah.
0: For That's for insane. me, That's, yeah. And
1: so in, in Texas, they don't. Yeah, they almost every big tour I fit or team tournament I fish, not one of them would let me fish if I fish the tour. So you got to throw all that out of mm-hmm. how you would make some money, and so now you're left with Toyotas and Opens, which is oh okay but that's travel that's the once again you get into the more of the traveling deal yeah and so you can't even fish back home on your local lake even though local lakes an hour for me at least it's only an hour as opposed to driving you know six to eight ten hours away
0: yeah that's it i didn't realize that for for texas i mean i've heard of some team series not allowing and and different events certain pros or certain levels of anglers but like I, I've never really agreed or viewed that um, as a positive thing. I mean, I like how Alabama team trail allows anyone to come fish it, and to me, I don't know that that kind of rubs me the wrong way. It's like you are going to have to beat that guy at it's, the next level or wherever. You're yeah,
1: but about. what's crazy about that is 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 we all laugh about it because if the the best I ever did. On Rayburn and Toledo and back was when I was fishing Rayburn and Toledo all the time. Versus some of the coming versus back. me traveling everywhere, not being on Rayburn or Toledo at all, mm-hmm. and then driving home and trying to jump in a tournament. Uh man, I just laughed at it because I was like, Well, look, man, I'm not benefiting at all. Like I mean, I would love to be on the lake like all these locals that are hanging out on the lake all the time. So I just all I, it didn't make sense to me and what I found out with team tournaments and, and I'm not saying anything new, but it's true. And I make a lot of people mad when I say it, but I always stand by it. Team tournament guys are not all of them. Don't get me wrong. There's like a lot of them that, that do everything the right way and think the right way, but there, it only takes a couple and those couple want, they make excuses. For every single thing, for every reason they don't win, there's an excuse. And so there's always like a couple of bad eggs that end up ruining it for the rest of the field. Cause they're the ones that are going to complain. Everyone else is usually fine with it. It just takes a couple guys. And so those, those are the guys that will ultimately ruin a trail hmm. for a lot of different reasons, but because they just, they, they, they complain, you know, we just go in there and, to me, if you if you're complaining about it enough, just don't fish it. Yeah, right. We just fished everything. If we didn't like something, we didn't think the
0: money was right or something. We just didn't fish it. That's it. I mean, to me, like if you don't like a situation, it's not. I mean, you just you you are. I mean, a voting power almost in the sense by your dollars going to that tournament organization or whatever it may be. It, you don't necessarily have to go out and badmouth it or whatever. Just don't fish it. I mean, that's taking a but taking a stand,
1: fishermen are probably the worst, and it'll never get any better. And and there's only a, We have a lot of private talks where guys call me and stuff, and they go, "Why? Why doesn't this happen?" And I said, "Man, because fish. You can't get a group of fishermen together, and and not that they won't think the right way. It's just there's no way for all of them to come together for whatever reason. I'll give MLF some credit. They tried." In the sense of, they tried to make something a- and go against the grain, and I-, I don't have a lot of things to say about what all they did, but they but what they tried to do, I agreed with was they tried to make something better and make the anglers have more money mm-hmm. and more power. Now that power deal was maybe where <laughs> things got issues, so it's like the, it's hard. It's I get it. It's a hard you know thing to. To figure out. But what I'll say is, is yeah, fishermen could come together and make some of these terminal organizations pay out more and do everything. But instead, they just go, Well, I guess I'll just get in it. And those terminal organizations are sitting there going, Okay, um, great. So we'll just keep taking y'all's money mm-hmm. and, and doing it. And that's that's fine. It's crazy too, because I've had a lot of fishermen come at me at this. And oh. I'm like, and they're and they defend the tournament trail and i go you do realize i'm i'm trying to make it better for all of us like the more we go stand together and and try to make a trail better it only benefits us and it's weird how they'll they won't they don't look at it that way Mm -hmm. it's it's very strange to me because i'm actually like fighting for them to get more money and they don't i don't know what they think so (laughs) but it is what it is
0: yeah well, I mean, and and this is kind of a sidebar, but like, I mean, think about and and I don't know. I think that fuel prices, inflation, all this stuff is going to slowly start and already has, in my opinion, uh, affected the amount of anglers fishing Toyota Series events, opens, those type of situations, those travel no, tournaments, even your local stuff. I mean, you. No, see, no, no. You know, it's
1: gonna. Let me tell you something. It's already started, but I don't. The opens won't be as affected. Hmm. Um, and the Toyotas will be less affected. The first things are going to go are the regional deals yeah, and our, yeah. Our, the regional <laughs> or the, the local stuff, the local stuff is going to go first. And I'm going to tell you why. The, so we got into a discussion about this the other day, me and my buddy. And I said, look, and how old, I don't know. I don't want to say, how old are you? I'm 26. Okay. And, and so in 20 years, Mm -hmm. I've basically been paying the same amount of entry fees in the sense of you can go still fish a tournament for about 150 to 200 bucks. Sure. I was doing that when I was, or some of them were 300 when I was like 18 or 19. And yet that's still the same price. Yeah. Now someone might look at that and go, well, that's good. Right. I'm like, no, that's horrible. (laughs) And the reason that's horrible is in just your few years of you been doing it. Have you have, have you seen boats get more expensive?
0: Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: What about baits?
0: Yeah, man. I mean, like you look at Rod. like everything,
1: Every, everything: rods, reels, uh, your truck, gas, right? Mm-hmm. So everything, everything that has to do with fishing has mm-hmm. gone up, and so now the entry fees stay the same, and you're like, good, I can still get in them. But now, when you win, there's not enough money to pay for all the stuff you've been that's been going up. Mm-hmm. So It's crazy. They've gone. Everyone. So there's two things to this. Everyone always asks, "Hey, how come you and Andrew and Home and all of us stopped fishing the tour?" And I we go, "Well, look. When they started doing, even before me, the entry fees were way here, and the and and the prize level was way up there. Well, Mm -hmm. in that short amount of time, the entry fees have gone way up, and the price has gone down. Not even say the same. And so." It, it just, it. I was like, well, that's why I don't want to be around because I don't, I don't want to be known as the guy who paid the highest amount of entry fees ever for a tournament, and, and yet the payout's worse. Well, on the local level, that's what's crazy to me is no one wants that entry fee to go up. But I'm going, hey, at least on the local level, if the entry fees go up, the payout goes up because mm-hmm. that's usually a percentage deal. So I'm like, hey, at least we'll have. At least we know what's going to go up if the entry fees go up. And they, yet they still don't they still want to go fish the smaller tournaments. And I get it for some of the guys going, Hey, we we just want to go have fun. Sure. But I never enjoyed going to a tournament and fishing it, paying money, and then losing money when I got a check.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a horrible like, I, feeling. And everyone has yeah, felt it. As it's been a tournament. Right.
1: I, like, I love fishing tournaments, but man, I'd just go fishing if that was the case. I wouldn't put my money up to lose money.
0: And like, I'm not to just... fish a lake that's less pressured and have a good time on it rather than going to get Absolutely.
1: Like, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's it, it, it still to this day blows my mind. And that's why I said if, if groups of fishermen would come together and go, hey, we're not going to fish some of these trails. And they might go in. And, and it would force certain trails to do better. Mm-hmm. and that's what's going to start happening, I think, in the in the next couple of months. You're going to see certain trails probably disappear a little bit or, or rethink how they're going to get these fishermen to come out because right now I don't blame if any fishermen don't want to go fish a tournament trail because the payout's so bad.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in basically – you're, you went over a lot of things there with entry fees and payouts, but uh, John Hunter, I had on a while back, and we've gone back and forth talking a bunch just about how tournament fishing is the opposite of like an inflation hedge because nothing has changed, right? Nothing has changed. But what's interesting is you brought up the entry fee side. And we were were just specifically talking about the payout side. But if you think about it, that's true. I mean, if there's unless of the model changes, the model tournament fishing hasn't changed, right? Like the entry fees are always a factor when it comes to the payout. And so, if that never changes, then that top end's never going to change unless the model changes. But I think about it just with our local uh, out west here. So I'm in Colorado, but our ABA series like the traditional, I think the entry fee, it's a team tournament's 200 bucks or 220 bucks or something. But then every, they do a PTT, they call it a pro team tournament once a year. That's a $550 entry fee. And the payout is substantially better. And still, I mean, it's substantially better. It pays way down further. Um, and they still, uh, you know, don't, there's not enough of an appetite to have more of those here and, and well, in some of these states. And it's just like, guys, look at the numbers of this. This it, looks listen,
1: better. <laughs> listen, we have, we got the appetite in Texas and you can't, you can't even make, I've done videos on this. You can't make these guys understand it because so we started with, and I have a meeting with them in, in a week or two, but the, T, the uh, TTO guys called me up again. I think we're going to have another meeting, but it's going to start up year two. And we started this, this trail for this reason, like high entry fees. So like okay. Toyota style, 17 dollars $1,800 entry fees. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, look, everyone dangles that carrot over everyone, you know, this big boat or this giant first place deal. Sure. I'm going, guys, so much of the money goes to that. And then everyone else pretty much gets the, the bad end of this. You know, I want to say something else, but they just get it <laughs> gets. It's not good for them, right? The payout's horrible from second on.
0: yeah. And
1: so then you got trails that try to pay too far down, right? And and so like half the field's getting not even their money back. Yeah. They get a, a little bitty check. Or so much if it goes to first place. And I'm like, I said, hey, if we do this, we don't have to make this thing 50,000 like everyone else. We could put 30 on it. Mm-hmm. And when that happens is I was like, I've never met two guys that went out and fished a team trail that won 30,000 and got mad. And oh. so now our second, third, fourth, fifth, basically we pay so much down to like 10th place or 12th place uh-huh. that you, at, at, at basically 12th place, and I'll explain something else in there, with this side pot, you cover your entire expenses for the rest of the year.
0: 12th just on a 10th place-
1: or 12th place check.
0: Okay. And so, and I mean, give me an example here. So. At how many boats are in this and what is a 12th place oh, range check going to be so
1: that's the crazy part we 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 figured it with 100 boats okay um and we would pay i think i I'm, this is going off the top of my head i think 22 places now like 13 through 22 is just you're just getting two thousand dollars and it might be 1700 or 1800
0: hundred dollar entry fee okay so but, similar to a check in a toyota series
1: right but but get this 12 places 6500 Wow. Okay. 60, nice. like second place in these things are 26,000. Wow. Third place is 18,000. Fourth is, I think, 11, or it goes like 14, 11, 10, nine, eight. Like, so you're at my like, finish eighth place and win eight, eight or nine grand or seven wow. grand if it was up to 100. Now, we did this in tournament trails pretty much. They adopted this and they love it. Okay. But there's a side pot in there. Mm. So we initially did the side pot because of these other, of having a higher entry fee. And then these stupid trails that put these, these, you know, if you paid over this amount of entry fee, you don't get to fish because they're thinking other stuff. So I was like, hey, we'll just put a side pot in there. So the entry fee is only a thousand. Okay. But the side pot's like 800. Yep. Now, why tournament trails don't want to do that is, what's side pot money what's the percentage on say back 100% now the tournament trail doesn't get any of that money so that's why you rarely see side pots from tournament trails cuz they can now it's it's kind of known that a side pot gives all the money back yeah but they're not making any right like i said i'm always out there trying to help the fishermen make more money if we're going to put up our money let's at least get our own money back if we do good right yeah. So we have this awesome side pot deal and they love it. Actually, they they adopted it for all their trails now. They said it's so good. They don't even care about trying to get the percentage back. So they've gotten it all. And then side pot money, you don't put that much into first. Right. That's because right. it's so you might pay. We might pay out eight thousand or seven thousand for first place on side pot, even though that's seems like a lot. But the percentage, now you can make, maintain that money way on down the line. So now there's times that like an eighth place or ninth place finish, you make more on their side pot than you actually do on the actual payout on the entry fee money. But when you combine them together, it's huge. And so I we, we made it all up and they're like, the, the payout on this trail is the, probably the best payout um, that there is in the country.
0: from a ratio standpoint from your entry yeah but people are
1: still it's hard for they like they won't put a pen and paper to it and look at all this stuff we do it all the time like it's easy like i can just see it now when a trail comes out and and i can just look at the payout and entry and i'm like that's not good yeah (laughs) so i mean i've just looked at enough of them that it's just i can i can see something instantly
0: yeah well i mean let's let's go into a little bit of that i mean from your perspective and going back to a little bit, you had fished the tour for you said two years, and then you kind of came back to and at this point you had already been fishing full time. You're one of these guys that can make a living, like you said, off of your tournament winnings alone. You're in a great place to do that. Don't get me wrong, you still had to be an incredible angler to do that. Had to
1: be had to be in like you have to be down here somewhere south. I mean, where yeah. we can fish. I mean, our first tournament starts January 2nd, usually. So you wow. have you have to be down south. I admit, you have to.
0: Yeah either got to be in southeast or like anywhere south i guess yeah alabama any of that stuff. I,
1: well yeah i would say alabama maybe florida and texas are probably yeah. the only three states you can do it in
0: or or i would argue you got your guys out west roy hawk those type yeah. of guys i mean i don't know much be- about
1: right i don't know much about the west how, mm-hmm. how it goes out there
0: like okay so and this is just from my so i fished uh a lot of the western stuff and then i'll jump over and fish some of the Central stuff, but. So like a Justin Kerr, a Roy Hawk, like those guys, and and now you have Roy fishing all kinds of stuff. But like they're they were known for making a living fishing just out west, solely okay. out west. And that right. was and that's because same kind of deal. I mean, you can you can fish a tournament on Havasu in January, and in February, into November, December. I mean, you can fish them year round. So that's right. the same same kind of concept. You have to be somewhere where you can fish but that's uh i mean that's a it's a it's a cool concept to me because i mean everyone kind of sells this dream of fishing at the professional level and like you said if you don't put a pen and paper to the numbers it's a hard thing to do without sponsorship it's extremely difficult to do without sponsorship but
1: i love hold on i loved what you just said so sold that dream that dream they sell is is i always laughed about the the dream is there's only a couple guys there's only so many brain and politics
0: oh they, one, 1.1% you know like you're point, very low low point 0.01% yeah yeah oh I mean, yeah here's
1: why, like I, my dream was never hey wh- what are you doing like man i can't wait to sleep in the bed of my truck every day um and travel around not have a home back home like just Risk that's it all. that wasn't a dream of mine like i was like no i wanted to fish for a living like fish now granted i was doing a lot of fishing and yeah. so I was doing a lot of traveling. It was a lot of hard. It was it was tough. I don't I don't ever want to go back to fishing that many tournaments. Mm-hmm. But my risk my risk I was risking wasn't that much, in the sense of I might risk twenty thousand a year, where those guys are risking eighty thousand a year. And I probably I, I I gave myself so many chances to make checks that I was gonna I was gonna make it back eventually. You said uh, on the tour. That's six to seven chances you got. Yeah. Very, I mean
0: you very little limited.
1: You have a breakdown or two, you know, and and no one talks so this these dreams, right? No one talks about breaking down in tournaments. I, I mean, I've done it a ton, you know. No one no one talks about that. No one the, the other one is is can you name and this isn't me being mean, this is just the reality. And I wish yeah. people would understand this. Does anyone can anyone name the last the other the 10 or 12 guys on the elites that aren't fishing the elites that were on it last year? And there's going to be 12 more guys this year that won't be there. Mm-hmm. They, they won't. And no, they're they talk about this dream. What are you going to do about those guys, those 12 guys that now won't be on the elites next year? Um That dream's gone. And are they stuck with a bunch of debt? Are they I mean, it's. It's a tough, tough deal, and I don't think people kind of always – you don't hear about a lot of those guys who stop fishing the elites, and then you see them back on the elites years later. Yeah, notice that?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, from a long-term perspective, I agree. I mean, I think you see – and uh, just with starting the podcast and everything over the last couple years, I've really followed – the elites closer than I ever have. And you definitely see like the guys that were cut last year. And you think some of these guys and you're like, man, some of these guys were developing a name, you know, to some yeah. extent. And now, and now they're grinding on all nine of the opens. And hopefully, you know, a, a, a to get back there, you've seen some of those guys um, have the ability of a sponsor stepping in and saying, look, man, we were with you here. We're going to be with you again. It's just a different product now, right? right? Like we're looking at the opens versus the elites. And so you see some of that as a beneficial thing. And hopefully, if you make it to that elite level, you have the ability to build those relationships To if that ever happens to you. But there is a ton of guys that you never hear of again and have never heard no. I, mean, it's,
1: I, I remember when we so there was me, uh, Stephen Johnston, Chris McCall. We all made the elites the same year. None of us mm-hmm. went. We all fish for a living to this day. Um, and and it, I remember the last event I think was in October, if I believe, on the Shafter Basin. By November, we had to have our deposits in, need to know. So we basically had a year to figure, mm-hmm. a, a month to figure mm-hmm. out these the so-called sponsors that were going to come in. Now, if I would have fished the elites, I probably would have been able to do it. But like I said, it was just, it was such, I didn't even have a boat at the time. Like, or, or like a new book, like, man, I had a 10 year old boat. It was bad, but yeah. it was, it was, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't just like, I see these guys now. I mean, half the guys in the opens, I look at and they're, I don't care how old they are. they got brand new boat. I mean, they they're set up a little bit more to do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I, man, it was. I guess a lot's changed since then.
0: Well, and and who knows too. I mean, I don't know. I look at that stuff too, man. I mean, so I fished in high school and into college, and was fortunate enough to split a 2005 Legend 18 foot boat with my dad when I was in high school, and then basically had that through college tournaments, and I had it up until last year, and I bought a used Phoenix, a 2018 Phoenix, this last year. But like that, that uh, I mean, I remember going to college terms and being like, holy mo- I mean, there's an $80,000, Rick. There's an 80000 you know? And you're like, where is this? And then you see it at the next level, you know? And it's like, I don't know how much of these are on credit cards, how much are not. But I think things have changed. And, and it's that is, to some extent, I see what you're saying, like- you might be a little more set up because it sucks to break down in a tournament. And the older your boat is, the more chances of that happening. It's just hundred you
1: know, percent. I mean, could you imagine at 23, when you were 23 out of that legend, going to fish in the open qualifying and then going to, Hey, a month, Hey, we're going to need this much money. You can't throw, I mean, this much money down. Right. And, and you're going to have to make all this decision in a month. And, and you're sitting here going, it, it, man, it's a, it's a, it was a hard thing to say. No, it was, it seemed hard at the time, and then it was. But it was kind of easy because I was just like, "Well, I, there's nothing's popped up in them. Like they don't just sponsors all of a sudden just don't come calling you because you made the elites, right?" And even even now, it's not like sponsors are can't wait to go give people a whole bunch of money. Uh, it's just it's just not great. My I've been with my sponsors. My sponsors are great and everything, but they don't like. Yeah, they're not. They're not out there going, "Hey, we'll still back you and go go fish the tour." Mm-hmm. Um, that's just not. You know, you have to have something pretty special. So that's I mean, not,
0: that's not good business, man. I mean, I'm a sponsor. No, it's
1: like no. I mean, you know, in in the world of that fishing is changing too. Just even to what we're doing right here, you know, like just being out there fishing tournaments, it doesn't really mean a lot now. And mm-hmm. there's more guys doing it. Right, we got MLF. You got the elites. You got NPFL now. Mm-hmm. The tours kind of secondary in there. I mean so big you know,
0: fishing yeah yeah
1: right more fishmen out there
0: the less exposure there is yeah more 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 pies there the pies getting divvied up more i mean that's just 100 of it yeah man well that's i mean that's uh i think we're bringing up i don't know we're, we're on a lot of the same page with this uh i think and i mean when you came back from the tour and you're back at that regional let's call it i mean you're fishing toyota series events and then also all your local higher level team events and and solo events if they're available i mean what are you looking for in those tournaments i mean what in texas especially you guys have so many tournament series you have so many options to choose from i mean on a quick level what are you going to break down and what you're going to fish what you're not going to fish
1: so um I always start off every year by putting like Toyotas and opens at the top of the list. And so I try to fish as many of those. And I will say, um, the Toyotas, I think the Toyotas are probably the best bang for your buck in the entire country. Like, You're, you're,
0: You're reading. So I, I had a guy cancel a couple of weeks ago before I was headed off for a tournament. And, uh, I did a breakdown of the opens versus Toyota series payouts and championship ups and downs of, of compared them side by side, both very similar entry fees, similar payouts, like compared them all. And, uh, I mean, that was my opinion as well is that this is a better bang for your buck comparing those two. It's
1: not even, it's not even close really. I mean, I I think it's, they, they are so much higher just individual tournaments than to make the championship um, what they gave away last year was insane and, and, and I probably paid a little bit more attention to it cause I, I was in the top 10. So I really, I really, and I missed Jeff Reynolds beat me on the, on the, they gave away another 10,000 for the highest finisher from your division. In your division and Reynolds beat me by a little bit. So I'm sitting here going, you get that there's angle of the year money. I, I've, I've won that a couple of times. So like, there's that the payouts way better than the opens. In general so you are it's already better then you put in a championship then you put in some angle of the year money they all look at incentives so incentives to me i made i made so much money over the years off incentives
0: Uh, contingency programs incentives for what gear you're using correct
1: and and you had a boat that legend that Mm -hmm. legend for a while was just it was it was huge for me. We uh, I did I a really that good. The
0: deal like people were being yeah. sneaky about it back in the
1: day. Yeah, I mean I wanted quite a few ten thousand dollar checks, uh, wow. quite a few of them, and there was no limit. So I was getting, I was making some money off Legend, and and then with just Toyota and Costa, and they had some way to win things, and they just had a lot of stuff. And I'm I'm real. I always look at all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So those are huge, and I'll bring that up later on. In, yeah. in in the other tournaments. So, but the toilets and opens are, are what I put in first. And then I start looking around and basically it's just the biggest tournament because if the highest entry fee to a degree on is usually going to have a better payout, more people, mm-hmm. the prize is going to be bigger. And then usually a bigger tournament trail, even, even like a bass champs and things there are, good about getting incentive programs Mm -hmm. so even i never owned a skeeter but until now but skeeter is part of bass champs so they give away skeeter money um more of it now a lot of people are saying well i don't have a skeeter well i get it so that's what you need to look into is whatever the ABAs were doing uh triton right the triton money in ABAs was huge the txtt's that we just got done that's what i'm doing the deep waters episode or series over yeah, is um, it was all Ranger, Nitro, and Triton. Sure, all and the time. And then was. they had, yeah. yeah, they had rain. They had Mercury and Evanrode money in there, hmm. and I think now they just have Mercury money. And I think Rangers, man, maybe Rangers still in. It's not as good as it was. T's had the best incentives for a while, but I think when Ranger and all that stuff happened, it's not as good anymore. But they still have something. They so you're still getting money that we're not putting in in an event. Yeah. So I would look at those, the bigger the trail and look at the incentives and how they did it. And so like I said a lot of times I was fishing trails when that legend money was going on, I just wanted to fish anything that was like a Bud Light trail or any of those cuz they had 60 guys, I was going to win 10 grand.
0: So it Be was so to? so it was first place or highest finisher. It was highest finisher was no, 10k. No, that? no
1: first place but a highest finisher was a thousand wow but i mean so but i i look up and be highest finisher and and make more as being a highest finisher than i would as a check wow so it, but there's a lot of things like that they're like even they're when there, i
0: and you gotta look for them you just gotta I, look for them. I, I agree i mean i have to this day so i drive a ford but like i have said over and over my next pickup will be a toyota um and the reason is, is I, and just even fishing Bass Nation, um, you know, Federation stuff. Like I, I look at, like, I've left thousands of dollars on the tables over the years just by not having a Toyota Tundra, you know? right? Um, so it's just, it, it, that stuff's so cool to me.
1: It, it was crazy too. Cause it, so Holman, Hallman has a Phoenix mm-hmm. and he was asking me the other day, he's gotten home. He's like, man, I think I'm gonna go fish this two day BFL at UFALA. Cause he was like, he was looking at the money side of it. And I'm like, yeah, you need to. Yeah. So he did. And I, I don't know what it is now because like I said, I don't have a Phoenix, but when I had that legend, um, I, I fished a tournament on Rayburn. It was a, it was a two day in the fall. And then I drove straight to fishing open at the Arkansas river. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting in a lock and Scott Martin uh, is tied up next to me. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of get to talking about it. I, I didn't know him at the time. Uh, we had just got to t- talking, and I was like, yeah, I've only been here for a day or two. I didn't get much practice. I was fishing a two-day BFL. And he was like, how would you do? I said, I, I won. And he got up to – he's like, how much money did you win? And I was like, man, I don't even know if you want to know. And he was like, well, what? I was like, 19.5. And he goes, what? I said, yeah, I won. I won, like, since it was a two-day deal. It was higher money. It was like sixty-five or $7,000. I said, I won 10000 for legend i said uh, they at the time i think it was a thousand for mercury 500 for motor guide uh i won toyota way to win and power pole and something else and he goes dude that's more money than second place is going to win and he goes and you didn't travel you only fished two days you stayed at home i was like yeah i only practiced one day too and wow and he was going that's incredible i'm like yeah it's it's So, when you do that, now granted, you have to win, and I get some of that, but you look up and you see these guys going, Well, I won, you know, I won 10 grand this weekend. Well, you put in 5,500 to get in it, and 4,500 is great, but you probably spend another 1,500 minimum just to crap. We'll get there and you you won three. And I was like, Or you can win this. I could have won one BFL at the time, and I put up, probably about 400 bucks. Wow. is what it probably four four fifty to, to fish it, to win night. I was like simple math for me. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, I think contingency stuff is huge. And I think it's, and like you said though, I, you have to be at a confidence level. I mean, you're, you're at a, that level you're well above my fishing ability where like I look at the odds of me winning a Toyota series level event and that kind of a thing are, are different. So maybe that goes into your factor of having a Phoenix boat. But to me, a lot of these programs, Yamaha, Phoenix, Toyota, these, these major contingency programs, most boat brands have a contingency program. It's better than the vast majority of guys, boat deals. Like just by running, running yes. a, that like if you don't have a boat dealer you don't want to pursue any of that like run a boat that you're going to be that's supporting by the tournament organization
1: so so like even with with costa and i was with them for a while but like i used to always laugh i was like man some of y'all have these deals and it's better like i get paid more i was getting paid more in incentives than i could it from most sponsors yeah exactly so I'm here going yeah, like, I, like I'm just going to do whatever the incentive deal is. And luckily, I'll be honest with you, and, and Toyota's not my sponsor. I love my truck. Costa yeah. was, but Costa's like, come on. Costa's still the best sunglasses. It's not even close. So most of the programs and the incentives that were out there, it wasn't like some subpar. um you had to go stretch to do it. Like yeah, yeah, and it wasn't like a quality issue of like, man, I have to wear these these sunglasses. Yeah. I think everyone wants to wear Costas anyways. Um, I'm just saying we, uh, but <laughs> we should, come on. like everyone wants Costas, right? So it's not like it's, it's the, it's usually the best companies putting out the best incentives. So it's a win-win you're like, you're not out going, man, I had to go buy this and fish with it. No, man, usually it's a good, it's a good deal regardless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm
0: with you. No, I, I think contingency programs are really important, um, and I get that. Chasing the contingency program, especially in that situation, if there's going to be a series that has something that you can align with, go do it. Uh, when it comes to the actual entry, so it sounds like you said large field, that's generally going to have your biggest payouts. You're looking for contingency programs. What else are you looking for at that local tournament level?
1: Well, and, and I'll go – I didn't – I didn't talk about the large fields. The large field is huge. And here's why we have fished against 300 guys or 30 guys. And I'm telling you right now, if 30 guys enter a tournament, I know those 30, like I know half the 30 that got in that event. And I'm telling you right now, I'll pick 15 of those guys and put them up. They're probably going to go win if 300 guys are in it. Mm-hmm. So usually the smaller field got like it's usually the same guys. And so, if you're going to have to go beat those same 15 guys, might as well do it with 300 guys to where you're not winning 1,500, you're winning 30 grand. Mm-hmm. So I always say, yeah, I always want the biggest field. And and anything else, like I said, I want some of these trails. There's good ones and there's bad ones, and it's kind of who runs them. Okay, So, I mean, a little bit's based on who runs them and how they've handled things in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just because tournament tournament um organizers or tournament directors, that's not an easy job. No. Like basically, no, basically you're getting, <laughs> Yeah, you're you're getting yelled at for a lot of different things. But I know when me and Holman and, and all of us got together, we're like, hey, we don't care what it is as long as it's fair. And and we can like, tell you what's not for fair. right? Just we want them fair. We, and we want it consistent. Mm-hmm. And so there's trails out there that start being inconsistent. They say one thing and then they do another. And usually you do that once or twice and we're out. Yeah. So um, I'm not saying it's an easy one, but that's all we want is to to look at it. We just want it really fair because most of those guys fishing those trails are, are, are good. I mean, the fishing community as a whole – Man, there's a lot of really really good dudes out there. And I so agree. we just all want it fair. Shoot, if we could find someone to just put our give our some cash to at the boat ramp and he hold it, we'd probably just do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's that's not exactly easy. You know, it's none of us want to go run it. We just want to go fish it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. I uh the the comment you made about if there's the 30 boat tournament and there's 15 guys that you know there are absolute hammers like that kind of makes me think of what's happening out west right now and has been a struggle in the last while here is the toyota series field numbers out west i mean you look at that but like you start going through that list of guys and like dude the top 20 guys in that are studs i mean like doesn't matter like if it was if there was the u.s open in a 200 boat field like you're gonna see those guys beyond that level like and it's interesting how that works and it's Part of that struggle out west is, I think, anyway, there's a lot of different tournament organizations competing for stuff, and it doesn't seem like there's maybe the the uh, um, consistency of, like, a Rayburn or a Toledo where there's a large population of anglers that fish that specific body of water. Like, the west is a little more spread out, right? Just landmass-wise, like, it's spread out. So you have these different tournament organizations, but guys, like, pick and choose one division or one, one – Three or four boat, or not three or four boat. Three or four tournament series, rather than fishing all of them kind of together. So it's kind of interesting. To, like those, t- there's, there's an ability there, and I'd love to see kind of the West make that happen. Now, from a Toyota Series standpoint, a lot of those guys are like, "Look, man, this is a great gig because you got a good chance at making the championship, right? And you it- can come out and win ten grand." Uh, by finishing the top from out west so like i've made that like so i last year i fished the toyota series the centrals as a boater and then this year took a step back fish stuff as a co on both sides and i'm like man next year i may go west because it's the drive sucks for me either way like it's either this way or this way but it's like from a number standpoint the, the the at that tournament it's not as good but with all of the things that the toyota series has going that we talked about maybe it makes sense you know,
1: see, and and like I said, I'm good with someone going either way. In the sense of, you looked at it from your point of view of of like how you're trying to get it accomplished. With I'll never knock a guy who who looks at it in in a way like that or or a certain way of this this makes sense for me because, mm-hmm. like I said, I don't live that far away from from these places. Now, the good and the bad about Rayburn in Toledo is. Is yeah, we have a lot of trails here, but man, we have the worst, worst guys. Like our guys don't travel. Our guys are the worst. And everyone around Texas hates I'ma say them because I'm (laughs) not included in them. They all know I will travel to your lake and like I like I love it. Like I hate everyone knows I hate being on Rayburn too many weeks in a row. I, I just I just I have to sometimes, but I despise it. I love I have so much more fun fishing these other lakes. It's so much more fun. Um, with that being said is, yeah, like, so those guys, it's great when you look at Rayburn, but then they these other tra- we have so many great lakes in Texas yeah. and we have so many options that guys just now sit on their lakes and don't fish anywhere else. So even like that TTO, we begged him. We were like, do not let, and i don't want to call them jackpotters cuz they're not jackpotters they just don't want to do anything i said don't let anyone in this trail that doesn't fish all four of them and man mm-hmm. it was the best thing ever and it we everyone that fishes the trail that got in all four of them 100% of them love it love that fact that like so we go to these we go to these these tournaments man and I, we all love it we go to Rayburn, and every one of those lo- uh local Rayburn guys has to sit there and watch us give they give away all this money this one weekend and they're not allowed to fish it because they won't get in all of them. And we had and I knew this because there were so many guys on every lake. And this is the this is the part. This is the the bad part about fishermen. They all just assumed that the tournament directors were going to fold. So we said we were trying to get 100 guys. Well, when we didn't have 100 teams show up, hey, man, they're calling up three days before, four days before going, hey, we want to get in. And we're like, you know, we can't. And they're like, well, no, man, y'all don't have enough people. Oh, well.
0: We're running it. And they're like,
1: so y'all really aren't going to let us in. They really all thought that we were bluffing when we said that. (laughs) And I say we because we we all told them, do not let – whatever you do, I don't care if 200 guys call, don't let any of them in. And he didn't. He didn't let any of them in. He's like, hey, you want to fish our trail, fish all four of them, support the trail, support what we're trying to do, and everyone wins, but yeah, they man, the guys were guys were like, they didn't realize they were going to be serious. So stuff like that, if you're able to do it, and that's what we told them. Like, as a, once again, as a tournament director, just don't just don't crumble to these guys and all true. these things. Man, just stay true with what you're doing, and I promise it, it. Everyone fishing the trail will love it, and I'm telling you, everyone that fished that trail loved it. Loved that they stuck with the rules no matter what, because this is they said, "Hey, this is what we're going to do," and then six months later they did it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, what you I, said about the Californians—that there's a way to do it if someone wants to get out there. And and like I said, they go to like you said, Havasu or or meet or whatever it is, and those locals can't get in. They'll rethink about. Okay, well maybe I need to travel around if they're gonna do this and they're gonna come to my lake every every year.
0: Yeah. It's just it's an interesting thing, man. I don't like I've been trying to figure it out too. I like, I don't know if you've heard Rick Pierce is throwing a, a Bass Cat championship out there um this year and it'll it'll also, I believe, be next year. But basically it's taken another incentive to fish out west. I mean, like the top ten of the Toyota series, I think the top twenty of that Apex series that's going on, and the top ten of the Juan Bass series, and all of those guys will fish a uh bass cat, I don't know, what he's gonna call it classic or something at a different lake. So Man, that is that is awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's a really- great
1: it's got me it's got me thinking. That's a great idea. I mean, yeah. Like-
0: yeah. To to just try and get some congruency between these organizations. Yeah. What Rick is trying to do is grow because he's like, man, this is whack. There's anglers enough anglers out here that are all fishing different trails. We got to figure out a way to to grow some of this stuff out west to then draw maybe the opens or some of this have make sure that the national presence is still there. So it's kind of a a good way, and uh, I mean, I think it's genius on his part. And I'm we're working on getting him on the show to talk about it, but like that I a I don't know, it's a cool thing.
1: Well, see, and and the other thing is, is you got these tournament directors out here that that don't work well with others. Oh yeah. And and what I mean by that is, is they they're 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 starting to put these trails out here, and maybe too many of them, or whatever. And they just they just put them on top of other other trails.
0: Yeah, schedule wise, you mean?
1: And and I mean, like even when we have Toyotas, I can't tell you how many Toyota events that I look up and. You make the cut on Saturday, and you're out there. There's more people on a Saturday fishing another guy's trail mm. that he threw in. And man, they they do it on. I wouldn't say on purpose, but it's not. I I know I know for a fact some of them are complaining now of going. Well, man, why are the entries low? I'm like, well, look, man you you put all these tournaments on top of other tournaments, and you wonder when you start splitting everything up. Once again, entry entries go down and, and all everyone loses. Yeah. And then they wonder why they don't like now, man. Why why is the entry so low? Well, man, it was okay when the country and, and everyone was but now when it's the gas is doing it is and everything, what do you expect? You kind of it's going to eliminate some trails by the way the gas and everything is going right now. It's it's
0: gonna hurt. I agree. I agree, man. I agree. Well, dude, we'll kind of start wrapping things up here. Um, I wanted to give you a chance to talk a little about, we had talked uh, before the show started about something really cool in my eyes, man, that you're doing with your YouTube stuff right now. Uh, You mentioned it a little bit, but the deep waters, what's that looking like and how do guys follow along with that?
1: So, you know, I'm always, I'm always, when I started this YouTube journey, I didn't really know where I was going to go with it. Right. I mean, I kind of had to get a camera when I was fishing the tour, And I just kind of was just kind of started it. So, you know, I've never really watched a lot of YouTube. I almost watched no YouTube at all, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. But I always kind of had an idea. I saw where people would go with it and I just didn't like it. And so I'm always trying to throw stuff out there and see what happens and understand it. Well, this what all happened, though, is and I tell everyone when everyone watches, like everyone wants to do these tip videos and all these videos and I was watching them all. And a tip video to me, if I tell you something about spinner baits, all I'm really showing you is, is, you know, say I'm on Rayburn. I'm really just showing you how to f- catch a fish on a spinner bait on Rayburn this one day in this one condition. But it, w- so what I what I see is, is everyone shows the ending. They might not realize, but that's they didn't show everything it really took to understand how to get to there. So when I did this tournament, um, and I was telling you you know, I didn't know the ending when I first started and and I, and I film all my, my tournaments, but the ending was so crazy. Um, and I was like, man, maybe I, I can figure out a way to to start this from the very beginning and, and show everything in between. In a lot of YouTube videos, they don't like part one or part two. And, uh, but I, my followers that already follow me, like, man, they're awesome. Like I, I might have the best following my, this group of guys that I got following me on yeah. um, this core group. And I started doing it and they all understood what I'm trying to do. So I'm trying to give you the entire experience rather than just really what everyone shows you is the end product, even though they don't mean to, uh, they had to get there somehow. Mr. And I'm trying to show all the stuff
0: right in product in a tournament. I mean, the, 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 video tournament video, that kind of a thing. And it,
1: yeah. And it, it's not about like, it's w- what I'm trying to show you is it's not so much. We were talking earlier, if it was just one way I caught them, like I, I did this in practice and I caught them right in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Once again, that's almost just a, a one video technique video. Cause I didn't really show you anything, but here so many different things happen. Like it was, I had like this perfect storm uh, happened in this tournament where I'm all over the place. I mean, I'll, I mean, everything's going on. We have so many different things going on. And all I'm trying to do is get all those things. I, one of my deals was like a puzzle. I got all these pieces, and I'm trying to show y'all how, yeah, I got all these pieces, and now I'm just putting them all together with my ideas of why we did this, why we're not doing that. Like you said, well, we didn't catch fish here, and this is why we changed, or this is why. And so I have all that in there. And so I think I'm on episode I don't even know. Maybe five or six. I think seven. Six comes out tomorrow. Nice. Um, or this is might be. Maybe not. It might be eight or nine by the time this airs. But yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I'm just kind of winging it. But that like so it. far, I believe in my comments. I think it's the, my most liked videos I've ever had in the sense of like the majority of people.
0: That's awesome, man. I have it. I I like yourself, man. I really don't spend a lot of time on YouTube but like that is a series that I'd be interested in checking out and will after this, just because it's almost getting into your brain. And I think what's cool about it too is so many times, like you said, it might be the video of somebody throwing a top water and smashing them on day three, making a comeback and winning a tournament. But it's like, Days one and two maybe they didn't catch a fish on a top water. All of practice they didn't catch a fish on a top water and then it's that switch and no one saw that or saw that that angler was able to do that without without a clue necessarily or it might just be right. so
1: so yeah so why did he make the switch? what what you know what what pointed him in that direction or you know I don't know how many times like guys will catch him really good. And then the next day do something different. You're like, well, wait a minute. How'd that guy catch him so good and decide to do something different?
0: Completely different.
1: The guts that that guy had to do that is huge. And like I've seen, I mean, I don't remember when Hallman, I don't want to go too long, but when when Hallman won on Lanier, he was catching all these fish. And I think it was on day three or day four, he went up the river where he had gotten a couple bites in practice like one time or like stayed around and start throwing a spinner bait and he didn't catch a giant bag, but it was enough to win. And I'm going, man, you just threw everything you'd done in three days away. And, but he, but, but that's how you win sometimes. And so yeah. that kind of went on here. Um, I, I always joke with the guys in the videos that I'm like, Hey, whatever y'all think you whatever y'all keep watching, I promise you, if I gave y'all guesses, this is not where it would go. And I'm just, I'm. that's all I throw it out there is like, you can watch it all. And I'm not saying we won't catch some, but when I'm like, it, it's, it's like that little ending of a movie. Like I'm going to catch some people off guard, guaranteed. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Like, like that primal fear. I don't know if you've seen primal fear, but all those movies yeah. that you watch it and there's that twist at the end. Yeah. Well, I think, I think there's going to be a twist at the end that they're going to be like, well, I didn't see that coming. so that's why it's been really fun for me to make like I've enjoyed it and then tried to push it that direction because I you can't fake it right I mean it's it's a tournament like I think tournament videos are the best because you can't fake any of this it it's literally you got to put it out there and and you know it's not I didn't have three days to make this video I had my two days of the tournament that's it wow
0: so I like it Cool. Well, you got me inspired anyway. I'll I'll check that out. I like twists. That's fun. Yeah, Um, man. The last thing I always ask every guest on the show: uh, biggest largemouth, smallmouth, spotted bass. What you caught them on and where you were?
1: Uh, twelve sixty six. Big one. Uh, sight fishing. No way. Yeah. Uh, sight fishing on on. I got a twelve sixty on Toledo uh on what's now the hybrid hunter but years mm-hmm. ago it was the bubba but no okay. one you know like but it, same bait you uh-huh. know it's made by the same company yeah uh, in the sense of strike pro still we still license them out to those guys so that like i still i still talk to the head guy of strike pro all the time and yeah it's we, our relationship's still pretty cool That's um smallmouth. i don't um I caught a big one on Texoma over six. Oh wow! And then I I weighed one in on the tour event on St. Clair that was a six, three or four or something. I don't. It's a big one, dude. It was some. Yeah, I caught one on Texoma. Andrew Upshaw was actually with me practicing mm-hmm. as a coing there, and, and I caught it in practice. But I think I caught a couple sixes at St. Clair when I was there. Wow! And then spotted bass. Man, I have no idea. Pro, uh. Oh, I caught some big ones at uh. I didn't weigh any of them. I think I've got some close to probably only like four or something. It was either at Lanier or Smith.
0: Yeah.
1: I remember catching big ones on both of them. That's like probably. One of them. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean that I just, I, I don't, I, they're not big enough for me to really weigh. I mean, yeah. like, but I was like, Oh my gosh, this is a giant spot and we don't get, we don't get big ones. Like, that. I mean a three pounder, anywhere in Texas is, is usually pretty big.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's, I would say my most common answer to that is like, I don't really know, like two and a half, three pounds, something like that. And, uh, it's funny. I don't know. To me, a true tournament fisherman, like I don't really think cares that much about the weight of a fish unless it's in a tournament or if it's a giant, giant one, like the amount of times where I haven't weighed like a good one. I'm like, man, I kind of wonder what that one weighed. Um, but I fished, we fished, because we're in Colorado, we don't have big lakes and stuff. We'll, we'll do our state tournament somewhere else every year. So this year, and it's only seven hours from my house, or eight hours, I guess, would have been. We went up to Lake Oahu in South Dakota, where the elites are about to be. And I caught a 576 smallmouth in practice. And uh, I think that was like one of the only fish that I have weighed because I was like, dang, this is a big one. Like it looked, it looked like a freak, you know what I mean? But like most of the time I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a good one. It's like four and a half, four pounder, like whatever it may be. But it's funny because I'm the same way. I'm like, I don't really weigh them unless it's like a freak
1: like that. No, and, and uh, real quick. So when I was growing up, I grew up on Livingston. There were no 10 yeah. pounders on Livingston. And I, I went to school at SFA and my first trip ever to Nacogdoches, I caught a seven and a half out there walking the dam, which I probably wasn't allowed to do. And then I went out with a, a guy in a boat and I catch a nine something. And it probably was my biggest fish at the time. And, but it was my second time on Lake Nat. And so then I started fishing Rayburn, Lake Nat, all these lakes. And 10 pounders became fairly regular. Mm-hmm. And they weren't at first, but like now, in all honesty, I started fishing more tournaments. It, it was harder to catch them. Uh, we've caught quite a few in, in tournaments. But, you know, like I said, it's it's crazy how everyone looks at these big fish and like, man, I've never caught a 10. And I'm like, hey, look, it's just cause you it's not because you're a fishing ability, it's because of where you live. Yeah. I'm just I just promise you, it's it's mainly it's because of if you fish lakes that have big ones, you're gonna catch a 10 pounder. And oh, we man. fished I, I couldn't tell you how many 10 pounders we caught. Uh oh, I have God. no clue. We, wow. it, it, we just caught so many of them back in the day. Now I will say I don't catch as many of them as I once did. Interesting. But for a while, yeah, I mean, we were catching, we were catching probably five to ten a year. Wow,
0: that's crazy. Five,
1: maybe five, five60 I mean, we had some, we had some fifty-pound days on some lakes out there. I mean, wow. No, it sight fishing, and then um, just you get on certain lakes at certain times of the year, and I mean, you're you got a chance at some, I mean, or you got to realize some of our lakes are like, like top notch, like incredible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they were kind of secretive a little bit. They're not secretive anymore. They're kind of, t- it's kind of tough. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, you got, like I said, you, but you've got to live on a lake that has them. If not, it's almost some, it's so hard to catch a 10 pounder. Any, I, you know, I caught an 11 at Chickamauga the, and I've only been there once. Yeah. So I mean you kinda you might get lucky going some other place, but one most time. of the time yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: you gotta have that consistent. I think
1: yeah, that was practice for a tour, and I think I caught a nine eighty five on the on Seminole on day two of the tour. At
0: least that one was in a tournament.
1: That was one was in a tournament. Like I said, yeah, we went in a lot of tens and tournaments. Uh they those help when you votes. I will say yeah. that.
0: I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. That does help the cause.
1: That 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 all that hey, that was one of the things I had to learn real quick that I couldn't go out there and try to catch 20 pounds every tournament. You better go catch a 10 pounder in a tournament because it's hard to win without one. Wow.
0: That's that's Texas for you. That's yeah. awesome, dude.
1: That's, that's why awesome. it's hard to it's why it's hard to win now, man. I it's hard, it's hard getting wins now. You gotta have that big bite. Yeah, everyone everyone's out there trying to fish
0: for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, Todd, man, thanks for coming on. Um, how can folks follow along with everything you got going?
1: Man, I, I got Instagram and Facebook, but really it's Todd Castle on Fishing is my YouTube. And I, I probably, I probably put 90% of my effort into that now. It's just, I've been kind of having fun with it and it's, it's, uh I don't know, it's going pretty good. I like it. I like doing, it's a little work, but it's, uh it's kind of fun too.
0: I like it, man. I like it. Well, folks, if you haven't, if you haven't, you live under a rock, check out his YouTube channel. It's awesome. It's something that I I really like listening to because he does get into a lot of that analysis stuff, the same kind of stuff that I like when looking at tournament trails. And um, So, man, it was great to have you on. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll see you here at ICAST in the next couple of weeks. I'll come say hi if I find you. Yeah,
1: still. come find me. I'll be at the Strike King. Probably be at the Strike King lose booth now since that's really my little home now. of design and baits so yeah i'll be i'll be there for
0: three days awesome awesome all right man we'll have a great rest of your week and we'll see you here in a couple weeks all right thanks well that was an awesome show hope you guys enjoyed it if you can and your app allows it please leave us a rating and review it really helps us get seen more